Michael sat with his back against the stone wall of the chapel, his head tilted up as he looked to the sky. Behind him came the steady chanting of Brother Arthur, calling out to the light for its purity, as he had been doing seemingly without stop since the first light of dawn. The young acolyte's heart was as heavy as his eyes, but from the moment they had arrived at the small, isolated chapel, he had not been allowed to help in any way. In fact, Brother Arthur had denied him from even setting foot inside the building at all. While he tried to remember the importance of patience and obedience, the tedious passing of time that filled his heart with resentment, a change that had not been missed by the being who had been studying him since his arrival. Michael, come here at once. The acolyte jumped to his feet and went to meet Brother Arthur. Embarrassed that he'd been so consumed by his own thoughts that he had not even noticed the chanting had stopped or heard the heavy oaken doors of the building being unlatched and opened. Yes, Brother Arthur? Despite his age, the older man always had a youthful energy to him that belayed his wrinkled face and gray hair. But now he wore his years heavily, as if every ounce of strength had been drained from him. The old man's hands trembled as he finished wrapping a package in a moth-eaten altar cloth before cinching it tightly, closed with leather straps. This is of the utmost importance, Michael. You must take this book back to the Order as quickly as you can. Tell no one of what you carry. What is it? Michael asked, his curiosity already sparking dozens of thoughts about what the book might be. Upon hearing the question, Brother Arthur's expression became stern, while something smiled within the darkness. It's not meant for you. Swear you will never, ever open it. Do you understand me, boy? The young acolyte could feel his skin bristle as he was spoken down to, but he could tell by the expression Arthur wore this was no time to argue that point. Of course, I promise you I will not look at it, Michael answered softly, failing to hide the hurt that crept into his voice. Do not promise me, sweat light itself. He placed a hand on the acolyte's shoulder, recognizing for the first time the turmoil in Michael's heart. I ask this of you because of the importance of the matter. Prove to me my trust in you was not unfounded. Michael took the book and nodded, a smile spreading across his face in spite of how harrowing Brother Arthur made this task seem. I swear to the light I will not look. The older man studied Michael for a moment, seeing in the young acolyte a familiar ambition that had led so many others astray. He released his grip on the book and allowed Michael to claim it, watching as the acolyte emptied his pack and buried the wrapped book under the rest of his belongings. Arthur prayed for both their souls, and this would not be the moment where that ambition won out over caution. Knowing if there was any other choice, he would have carried this burden himself. Only when Michael set out and disappeared into the tree line did Brother Arthur turn back to the chapel, taking a breath and issuing a prayer to the light as he swung open the heavy doors, the stench of blood and gore assaulting his senses as he returned to the task of cleansing this desecrated place. The road seemed to sleep under the moonlit sky even the acolyte alone with his thoughts about the book he now carried. His mind wandered as he walked, thinking back on the few careful glances he had taken at forbidden books in the past, as he thought of the faded symbols and illegible writings, a blow connected with the back of his head, and he tumbled to the ground. 
Should have just let him pass. Ain't nothing here worth getting up for anyway. Not out of waste. Clean shirt, mesquite, couple of trinkets for our troubles, eh? His head throbbing as he lay there, Michael felt pressure against his back where a man's boot kept him pinned firmly against the dirt. Two other men were rifling through his belongings, tossing aside anything they deemed to be worthless or squabbling over the few items they thought they could trade. The wrapped book lay there between them. Michael silently prayed that the bundle would not attract their attention. Though as if they heard his silent plea, one of the bandits picked up the book and began to remove the leather straps, keeping the bundle closed. Wait, wait, take anything you want, but please leave that alone. All eyes fell on Michael as he spoke that request, the men sneering in his direction as he did. Well, 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 seems to me like there might be something of value here after all. The man chuckled and continued to unwrap the book as Michael watched on helplessly. He tried to move, but the boot in his back dug more firmly into his spine, keeping him rooted firmly in place. Please, it's important to me. Take the rest and leave it here. I'm begging you. The man holding the book finished unwrapping it, letting all of them see the rather ordinary-looking tome. The brown leather of its cover and spine, unadorned with any sort of title or markings, that might have given a hint as to what was contained inside. The man flipped open the book and began to thumb through its pages while Michael watched on helplessly. The man holding the book made eye contact with Michael, then looked back at the page. A smirk crossed his lips as he held it open for his companion to see. What do you wager it is? Some kind of secret, maybe. Could just be a trick. Maybe it's just a loo. The pair erupted with laughter as they fanned through all the pages of the book before looking back to Michael, gathering up what few valuables they had claimed from his pack before considering the book again. Just take some of the pages. We'll need kindling sooner or later. They tossed the remains back to Michael. Enjoy your book then, fool. We'll leave you with all its glorious secrets. Joking amongst themselves as they turned and continued on their way, leaving the dumbfounded acolyte alone with his scattered belongings. He laid the closed book in his lap. They had all looked at the book, seen what it contained, and they left it behind. What could be so dangerous as to warrant a vow to the light, but so inconsequential that the men didn't even consider taking the book with them? Maybe I could just take a quick peek. All of them have seen it and nothing terrible happened. Slowly and carefully, he lifted the cover. He had spent the better part of the evening dreaming up fantasies about what could have been contained inside. But now that he was able to see, he found nothing but a blank page. Confused, Michael began to flip through its pages, turning over page after page of unbroken emptiness. There were no terrible secrets, no divine truths, no riddles that would lead to great artifacts and treasure. There was nothing at all. When he had stared at the book long enough, the acolyte went to stand. But glancing down, he saw the page now laying open in his lap was no longer empty. In a neatly written script, a few words now formed a single sentence that made Michael's blood run cold. You should not have broken your Michael. Michael slammed the book shut, his heart racing in his chest as the weight of this mistake sank in. We are just seeing things. With trembling hands, Michael slowly opened the book again. Don't see. 
Guilt and pain shot through the acolyte as he saw the new phrase written in an otherwise empty book. It was impossible, but the writing was as clear as anything Michael could see. Terrified and confused, he shut the book again, clenching it to his chest. He began to sprint towards the chapel, trying to shut out the guilt and fear that was building inside his heart. Would Brother Arthur forgive him? Would he understand? Michael tried to shut out the doubts swelling up in his heart as he ran through the night until dawn broke and gave way to a new day. When he was finally close enough to see the chapel, Michael fell to his knees. His lungs burned, his legs were tense and sore, and his brow was dripping with sweat. But he had made it back. The book felt heavy in his arms, but he needed to carry it only a little further. Michael, stop and think for a moment what you are doing. The acolyte turned and found the source of his voice peering at him over the rim of the chapel's well. Even from a distance, Michael could feel the sinister presence of the stranger. Those mismatched eyes, one blue, one gray, seemed to bore into his very soul. There will be no forgiveness for you. Vows are not meant to be broken. The circumstances make no difference. You swore you would not look, but you did. And you failed such a simple task too. How could anyone trust you after this? Michael could feel the rush of emotions within him as the stranger gave voice to the doubts he had buried in his heart since he had first opened the book. They'll shun you if they don't cast you out immediately, that is. And then what would you do? Could you live the rest of your life shoveling shit out of a stable instead of feeding that curiosity of yours? Despite himself, the acolyte took a step closer, gripping the book even tighter to his chest. I take it this is yours, then? The stranger's eyes sparkled at the question, and while Michael could only see the top of his bald head over the rim of the well, he could feel the wicked smile in the reply that came. Ah, so bright, so intelligent. What a waste over a simple mistake. That book is mine, yes, and I would quite like to have it back. It would be best for the both of us, really. Just tell Arthur that you were on the road and leave with me. Michael shook his head. I couldn't lie. Not to Brother Arthur. Not to the light. It's the truth, though. You were robbed, and they did take part of the book with them. You will have failed to return the book to your order, but that could be forgiven. Breaking a vow, though. That's another matter entirely. After all, if you broke this vow, what's to stop you from breaking another? Michael frowned deeply, his eyes looking away from the well and back to the chapel. You doubt him, I understand, of course. Speak with Arthur first if you wish. But once you do, there will be no options left to you. Exhausted by the previous night and broken down by the guilt and shame the stranger had piled upon him, Michael relented, letting the book fall from his hand into the grass below. Oh, Michael, you are too kind. But I am bound to this well and cannot leave. Bring the book to me. We can be done with all of this business. Michael retrieved the book and walked to the well, cautiously holding it out 
the stranger to take. With unnatural speed, the stranger's hand leapt up from the rim of the well, taking hold of Michael's wrist rather than the book itself. Black nails sank into Michael's skin as the acolyte fell backwards onto the ground, realizing for the first time that the hand holding onto him had been severed just below the wrist. Try as he might, Michael could not pry the hand away, and those fingers dug deeper into his flesh, burrowing into his skin and causing him to scream out in pain and terror. Blood poured from his arm as the stranger's hand clawed its way through muscle and tendon, worming its way ever deeper until it wore the skin of Michael's hand like a glove that was far too small to contain it. With a sickening pop, the acolyte's fingers burst one by one before revealing the unnatural pale skin of the stranger's hand where Michael's had been just moments before. The stranger gave a cruel laugh as the beating of leathery wings emerging from its neck raised the severed head up from out of the well and towards the panicking acolyte. Michael pushed himself up and went to run, but the stranger's hand now held tight to the well. Despite being bound to Michael's wrist, he pulled and fought with all his might, but the inhuman fingers held firm. Before he had time to react, those leathery wings encircled his head, and Michael was plunged into darkness. He saw himself in front of the chapel, just as it had been moments ago. A shadow filled the sky above the chapel, writhing and shifting in symphony with the chorus of screams rising from the building below. Michael could feel the eyes of the world turning to this wound in the heavens, the gaze of ancient powerful beings suddenly drawn to the small stone building. Michael found himself inside the chapel now, the congregation crying out to a power they did not understand. But somehow, Michael knew it and what he wanted from it. The screams were replaced with silence. Where the congregation had once been, the room was now filled with a multitude of candles, and the walls shined with a thick coat of crimson blood. He spoke, the words harsh and filled with vile power that caused the candle's flames to flicker and the ground to shake while assaulting his mouth and throat. These were not words meant for humans to speak, and he was becoming something more than human. Michael's heart stopped, but he lived on, elevated to something beyond mortality. But the powers he had called upon did not recognize him as one of their own, and they did not share power. Like children pulling apart an insect limb by limb, they sat upon him, separating arm from shoulder, leg from hip, head from neck. The pain was overwhelming. Even as his limbs were separated from his body, he felt as they were broken down further feeling every break, rip, and tear. Michael screamed, and in response, they stole his tongue. He could feel the separate pieces of his body scattered across the land, some crushed under stone and soil, others waiting in the black depths of a lake or ocean. 
His feet claimed as relics, while his hands were used as candles. That eternal skin burning, but never destroyed by the flames. All the while, his head lay at the bottom of the chapel's well, where he could look up and watch the sun streak across the sky. Michael found himself back in the waking world. The taste of blood and bile assaulted his tongue. He tried to spit to rid himself of that taste, but he couldn't move a single muscle. Panicking, the acolyte began to take in his surroundings, noticing for the first time the crimson walls caked in ancient blood and gore. Above the altar, the unnaturally pale form of Otha hung upside down. Every drop of blood drained from the bound man into the bowl below his head. Finally awake? Michael felt his lips move as the question broke the silence. I feel you there, I feel the revulsion, the fear, the confusion. It's been oh so long since I've tasted emotions quite like this. Trapped within his own body, Michael could do nothing but watch helplessly as he stood and walked towards the altar in the lifeless form of his mentor. I can still feel that question burning in the back of your mind, Michael. The new Michael reached out and plunged his hand into the basin below where Brother Otha hung, retrieving his book from the rapidly cooling blood within. You still want to know why you fear the book so much, isn't that right? Blood ran from the pages of the book as if recoiling from its presence, leaving the surface unblemished by the deep crimson it had been soaking in. It's simple, really. When he opened it, I told him the truth. If you were ever to open the book, you would kill him. Michael felt the weight of the book within his new hands as it was flipped open, revealing pages so tightly packed with texts that Michael could barely see the spaces between the writing now inked within the blood of his former mentor. Even as he ran out to investigate your screams, he thought he could still save you. Such a shame. At least his death was of some use to us. <laughs> Ah, but there is still so much work to be done before this body of ours begins to fail. Shall we check in on those brigands who assaulted you on the road? Perhaps a little revenge will raise your spirits. They leaned forward and peered into the blood-filled basin. Michael saw those mismatched eyes gleaming back with amusement, his blackened lips now curled into a smile. Trapped within his own mind, Michael gave a silent scream, causing the grin to curl even wider as he walked out of the Crimson Chapel to the waiting world beyond.